Hello, everyone. Before this podcast starts, I just want to let you know we do talk about The Last of Us 2 spoilers. If you want to avoid spoilers, once the disclaimer pops up in the podcast, just skip to the 56-minute mark. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking all things in the gaming industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week is a good friend from my Lethbridge days. He's also the lead guitarist of the Hockey Moms. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Hey, I'm Cole Parkinson. Yeah. Wow. Big shout out to the Hockey Moms right off the bat. That's oh yeah, nice, man. Yeah, one of my favorite bands. Oh, we're one of everybody's favorite bands. Let's <laughs> come on. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I got you guys on the state radio station. We've been on two radio stations, Lethbridge and now State. So, I mean, really just the most popular band in Southern Alberta. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we're going to start off the show the way we do with every brand new guest. We're going to play a little game I call Favorites, where I ask you what your favorite video game, video game character, video game soundtrack is, and what you're looking forward to the most in the remainder of 2020. All right. Um... <laughs> it's going to be kind of boring for me just because all the first three answers are all going to be from the same game, but it's the last of us Ellie from the last of us and then the last of us soundtrack. So yeah, I <laughs> kind of boring, but that's, that's been my favorite three probably since it came out in what 2013, I think it was. So that sounds about right. Yeah. I, well, I, that, I know that's when it came out for PS4 anyway. So, but yeah. okay. So, yeah, uh, take minus one year off of that because it came out on the PS3 first. If people, yeah. if people remember that, yeah, no, I, I didn't have a PS3 at that point, but I, I played it immediately once it came out on PS4, and I, I love mm-hmm. that game and I love the new one, so I'm excited to talk about that too. Yes, and we will be t- diving into that later in the podcast. And what is there anything that you're looking forward to in the remainder of 2020? Then, since Last of Us Two is now out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk, which we'll be talking about here, that's, that's yes. going to be awesome, of course. Uh, love The Witcher 3, so excited to see what uh, those guys are up to, but... Yeah, CD uh, Projekt Red, absolutely. see what they got, see what they're getting up to. Yeah, uh, and anything else? Uh, maybe Ghost of Tsushima, I believe it's called. Oh yeah, that comes out next month. Yeah, uh, so that, I, I'll be getting that as well, but, so those two mm-hmm. are probably my top two for 2020 anyways. Yeah just saying that ghost of tsushima is like not even a month away now that's because it comes out mid-july yeah that, that's bonkers it, it, i felt like i waited forever for the last of us 2 and then they announced ghost of tsushima like the same e3 and they're both coming out within a month of each other it's just wild yeah i'm still playing through yakuza 5 wow. uh because i got the yakuza remastered collection so 3 4 and 5 all hd HDified, I guess okay. you could say. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I need to take a break because I played three and four back to back and yakuza out real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of games, right? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm almost done the first half of the game because uh, it's divided into four four acts and then the epilogue. 
Um, so I'm almost done the second act, and then I once I'm once I'm done with five, because they also like the combat and stuff is so different from like the first three, because it's uh, zero, one, and two are on a better engine than three, four, and five. Oh really? Yeah, I've never played any of them. So really, really great games. Okay. Uh, I know that Kiwami and Zero are on PlayStation hits, and I believe Kiwami is a bit cheaper because of that. I don't know about Zero though. Oh, okay. So if you ever want to jump into a uh, a game where you live life as a Yakuza, great great games. <laughs> Both me and Zach watch. would recommend. Alrighty, yeah, I'll have to do that after I play finish The Last of Us two again, and then. <laughs> Shima comes out. So, yeah, a lot of games to go through, I guess. Here, in the oh yeah. Months. Um, let's jump into the week in review, uh, where we talk about everything that kind of happened with this past week. Um, and some of the games that came out this past week. Um, and games that came out. Um, there's one big one, but I'll say the two minor ones. Uh, Ninjala came out on the Switch, which is, which is that. Brand new multiplayer Splatoon-like game for the Switch that's not Splatoon. And uh, Tower of Time dropped for everything, uh, doing what some games do and dropping uh, a version of the game on each console a different day. And the big one this past week was SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Wow, Rehydrated. Yes, the remaster of the classic 2003 collectathon for the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and original Xbox. And I gotta say, it's a fun game. Is it? Yeah. See, I haven't. I don't. I might have played. When did the original one come out? Is that 2003? 2003. Yeah. So I think I played that a little bit. But it's the one where they fight the robots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely played it a little bit, but I I can't remember it all that well. It's a it's a good game. It feels it feels like a SpongeBob episode, um, with the plot, which is like it it's perfect. Uh, it's uh, the remake definitely feels a bit heavier with the physics because it's not the same developers who did the remake. Um, the original game was done by Heavy Iron Studios, and now Purple Lamp is the one who covered the remake of it. Uh, it beautiful. It, graphically, it's like far superior. I will say that because again, that's just modern gaming going forward uh, with graphics and whatnot. But uh, when it comes to gameplay, um, I feel like a bit of charm is removed, but uh, with the additions that they add, there's some gains. Um, but I would say it's very, oh yeah. The one big issue is definitely the loading times. It's got some pretty bad ones, unless you're on PC. Really? that That's odd, because I feel like, uh, again, we're going to talk about The Last of Us, but there's barely any low times, and that game mm-hmm. is phenomenally graphically, like, one of the superior games I've ever played. So to hear that SpongeBob has those issues is kind of odd to me. And, he's, and the funny thing is, the original game had, like, no loading times. Like, loading times when you die. Like, going to location to location, I can understand because of how the game was programmed and like i expect a loading time for that but like having like a 10 second loading time after you die is a bit rough considering it was almost instantaneous in the original yeah well even like we're at late console generation here you'd think developers would have figured out how to get the best mm-hmm. out of those those situations that too yeah all right so very true uh, but that uh, is a great game. I platinumed it in two in two days. Wow. Uh, so yeah. Um, as for news, 
at the beginning of the week, we got a Crash 4 reveal trailer for It's About Time. And that's coming out October 2nd. Uh, so, wow. following back, it's back in um, Insomniac's hands? Insomniac, yeah, Insomniac did Crash, right? No. Yeah. Naughty Dog. No? No, it was Naughty Dog. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's back, with, it's back with Naughty Dog. Yeah. That's... And, uh, I, it's, the, it's the official Crash 4. Did, which is pretty epic. <laughs> didn't they just do a remaster of like one to three? Like maybe uh, the Insane Trilogy. Yeah, isn't the Insane Trilogy like yeah a year? No, no, no. It's like two years now because Insane Trilogy released and then they announced uh, Nitro Fueled for the Crash Team Racing remake, yeah. and so now Crash Four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Getting right back into it. That's. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. I feel like a lot of these games have a lot of nostalgia factor, and mm-hmm. people from the late '90s, early 2000s love these games, and they're gonna buy them when they come out. So, yeah. I'll have to put a new one out and see what it does, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and fun fact: before uh, the Crash for uh, the Crash re- uh, the Insane Trilogy came out, one of the last like classic Crash games that was done, I believe. Because it was either between Twin Sanity or The Revenge of Cortex. And those were done by when Traveler's Tales took over the Crash series. Because there were like four Crash games that weren't done by Naughty Dog before Insane Trilogy came out. Also on, uh, I guess, no, was it Monday or Tuesday? Either way, um, we got the new Smash Bros. character reveal. Uh, finally, for what felt like forever, um, they announced that Min Min from ARMS is coming to Super Smash Bros. on the 29th, which will be tomorrow. Nope, not tomorrow. Nope. Tuesday. There you go. It'll be Tuesday. Yes. Uh, not. Uh, and when I say tomorrow, uh, tomorrow meaning Monday, because again, this comes out on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yes. Um, and also, uh, we got the probably again another really strange me costume. I don't know if you saw the announcement for it, Cole. Um, but it's a uh, Vault Boy. Oh, hey, that's another game I love. Yes, uh, we have a Fallout Bethesda rep in Smash Bros. Now, that huh? How? Why? Why do you think Bethesda would do that? That just seems like an odd, odd thing to me. I think that we're probably going to get a Bethesda rep in Smash. Hmm. Because we still have five characters that need to get revealed. So there's a really good chance that one of them is either like... I'm trying to think of like what franchises Bethesda owns. Uh, Like Dishonored, Doom. Doom guy is like the, a, a big popular choice right now for like to get in smash yeah uh i don't know that's the only one i can think of on the top of my head i don't know yarl balgra from skyrim please <laughs> yeah well, i want to be I, maybe i don't know there's they own quite a few games now and so yeah they do um and that was the smash reveal that was very big a lot of people were were satisfied with it um microsoft announced that they are shutting down mixer and it will be officially shut down on July 22nd. And uh, all partners with the platform are being moved to Facebook Gaming unless they decide to go elsewhere and end their contract. 
with Microsoft. As well, uh, avatars Aang, Zuko, and Korra are becoming skins in Smite, uh, the ever-popular MOBA. I guess it's like a third, third, third-person MOBA in a sense. Yeah. I I uh, yeah play those so I can't I can't wait yeah. too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, they're coming to. That is speaking of MOBAs, uh, Nintendo, well, the Pokemon, uh, on Wednesday, what we all thought was going to be a Diamond Pearl remake, uh, we were horribly lied to, and uh, Pokemon Unite was revealed, which is basically the new League of Legends, but it's Pokemon. (laughs) What does that even mean, Tony? It's it's a MOBA. Pokemon's doing a MOBA. But why? And... Why? I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask Pokemon. Ask Game Freak. I'm gonna. I'm gonna email them right when I get off this podcast and ask them why they're doing this. And then I'll <laughs> both me and, me and Aiden are both very. We very much said like the way that they teased it was not great by saying at the end of last week's presentation. Also, be sure to tune in next week when we announce something big. Oh, what is it? Pokemon MOBA. No, that's that's that was uh, that's what happened. Yeah, because two weeks ago, they when they announced a new Pokemon Snap and all of that, uh, they're like at the end of the, that presentation, they're like, also make sure to tune in the next week, which is this fall, the, this past week's Pokemon Presents, to, uh, for something, for some big news on a on a new title, and yeah, we get a MOBA. Yeah, I I I haven't played a Pokemon game in forever. Just because I haven't, I haven't really kept up with it. But I, man, I loved like the well, the yellow, blue. What else came out in like the late '90s, early 2000s? All those games are fantastic. Red, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. Yeah, yeah. Those are the classic Game Boy games that you can play on a 3DS right now. If you have a a 3DS and an eShop account, you can download those games. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I. There's so many new Pokemon now that I just like. I'm so lost on what there are. A little bit over 890. Oh, yeah. I couldn't name more than probably 100 at this point. Mm-hmm. You could probably... I feel like oh, with a little with showing pictures, you'd probably be able to name like the one, the original 151, I feel. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably could. I bet you probably 100 I can name for sure. Yeah, 100 for sure. Like a couple that, where you're like, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I, I'd probably know exactly what, it, what type it was or something. But other than that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's just too many Pokemon now, Tony. Come on, let's. Oh play. yeah, there are, and uh, I've, I've, so I got Pokemon Home recently, which is their brand new, uh, transfer your Pokemon into here, and you can transfer it between games system. Uh, I got that, and I'm like, you know what? You know, it'd be fun and also torturous for me for like the next year or so to make a living Dex, which is to own one of every Pokemon. Jeez, that's it's. There's too many. We need to cut out at least four hundred of them. Well, I mean, only four hundred. Well, only four hundred are in the base game of Sword and Shield. Okay. And yeah, with Isle of Armor coming out recently, they only added about hundred thirteen new ones. hundred five new ones. hundred thirteen or so are coming to their second expansion. Still too many in the winter. Yeah, uh, that's what some people will say. But you know what? Uh, they they still got cool designs. Some of them do, at least. 
Yeah, I guess. I uh, guess you got to let them kind of flex their creativity and all exactly. that. Exactly. So, and uh, uh, it's it not really made for me at this point. I'm I'm yeah. middle path to Pokemon. <laughs> my uh, my Pokemon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, Fairy Tail. You know that uh, very famous anime by Hiro Mashima, and which has a game coming out soon. Well, guess what? Um, as we, as I, as I suspected last week, I said, and I said, like, even though it's supposed to come out on Friday, it didn't because they announced that it's coming to North America, the release for North America at the end of July. So we still have another whole month to get through before the fairy tale game comes out, but at least we now know a definitive release date for the North American version of it. When did it come out in like Japan? I believe the Japan release was, uh, this past Friday. Oh, okay. That's not too bad then. It could usually isn't it longer than that? I feel like usually it's like six to twelve months. Oh yeah, you yeah usually like I believe uh I'll and I'll use Yakuza as an example. Yakuza Seven has been out in Japan for almost a year now, and it's still we don't have it in North America yet, and we won't have it until end of this year because it's going to be on next gen consoles and pass and PS4, Xbox One as well. Yeah, so. I remember when like Persona Five originally dropped in Japan, and we had to wait forever for it to drop over here. So, yep, yes. Uh-huh. Um, in more news, Marvel Avengers for the PS4 got some two new trailers. Uh, the first one being a story trailer revealing that Modok will be the enemy, enemy, and um, uh, a gameplay trailer where they play as Thor. And he's wearing uh, a casual T-shirt and has the name tag that says "Hi, I'm Thor" on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know how I feel about that game. I I was kind of with the majority where people were kind of off put by just the character design when you you see the movies and you see yeah you know Chris Evans and all and Tony Stark is you know not even close to looking like Robert Downey Jr. It's kind of off putting, mm-hmm. but. I'm still excited to at least try it. I'm not going to just say, oh, it's garbage before trying it, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm interested to see where they go with it. I want to see a bit more before I decide to pick it up. That's where I'm at with it. I want to see a bit more gameplay or just like be told how the gameplay is going to work a bit more. Yeah, because you could be like, any Avenger at at is it? Yeah, or can you choose when you're each Avenger? Y- yeah, that's the thing. I w- I would like to know that. Like, yeah. how how's it going to be? Like, is it going to be like more story based, where it's like a mission by mission, and you're a certain Avenger each time, or is it going to be more like you get to alternate between them during missions, or like what what's going on with that? Yeah, that's like, what I want. Like GTA know. Five kind of thing. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh. Halo Infinite also dropped a new teaser. Um, it's an audio log from the, like from a group of elites by the sound of it, or it's either elites or brutes. And uh, it's just like an audio of like them, like the exiled or something that they said. So I'm thinking it's brutes, but I'm not too sure. Um, and Fortnite decided, uh, had a movie night spelt N I T E. Uh, because good old Fortnite's squaggy like that, yeah. um, and uh, they played movie uh, played movies in Fortnite, like full movies. Um, what movies? In the USA, you could watch Inception, and uh, other parts of the world. Um, I know I, there were two other movies that you could possibly seen. I don't know what the second one was, but it was uh, the other one is Batman Begins. 
wow, so two Chris Nolan movies. I'm I feel like he's a director that wouldn't really be in favor of having his movies shown inside of in Fortnite. Yeah, in Fortnite of all games, but yeah, it happened. And who wants to play uh, Fortnite and then watch Inception when you could just watch Inception instead of playing Fortnite? I don't know. Maybe yeah. sense to me. Both yeah. games. I mean, again, this is a game that uh, had a marshmallow concert at one point in the game. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's all marketing. I guess at that point. Oh yeah, millions of people are playing this game. So if your movie gets shown to millions of people, I don't think you can really complain too much. Yep. And that's it for the news. The big news this week. That's what I grabbed. And now on to the releases for the week ahead. Uh, no game, no Monday releases, but on Tuesday we are getting Hunting Sim Two, Hunting Simulator Two for the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. The Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Three comes out on the Switch. Uh, the Wonderful 101 Remastered gets its physical release in the United States, as it's only been digital up to this point. It's finally making its physical release. On Wednesday, Trackmania comes out for the PC. On Thursday, Infliction Extended Cut comes out for the Switch, and Biped comes out for the Switch. On Friday, I guess the one that people, if you have a VR headset, are excited for, it's the Iron Man VR Experience from Marvel, coming out for PlayStation VR. That looks really cool. And on, yeah, it does. And on Saturday, Castle Kong comes out for Switch. Not a lot of games this week that the game release sites we're talking about this week so that's what we got uh the two big ones are hunting sim 2 on tuesday and iron man vr on friday and that's the game releases for the week and now we move on to the host topic which we're talking cyberpunk 2077 hell yeah which they just released a 25 minute I, I, it's like a direct, it's basically like the Nintendo Directs. It's basically an pr- online presentation. Um, it was 25 minutes and it showed off a lot of things. Um, they showed off the brand new trailer. Uh, and then they said, hey, all that gameplay you just saw in that trailer is from the prologue. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, how big is this game going to be? Well, that was going to be my question. Like, The Witcher took me. I don't know, 150 hours. How big is this game going to be? And how long is it going to be? Like, it's yeah. insane. Oh my God. It's going to be so insane. And, but you know what my favorite part of that trailer was? What's that? Keanu Reeves saying, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, when he was at E3, what was it a year ago? Or was it two years now? I can time <sighs> moving so fast, but I was blown. I, wanna, I feel like it was last year. That sounds right, but I I don't I I love Keanu Reeves, so to have him in the game is going to be so amazing. Like, what a guy! I love Keanu. He's honest. Yeah, it was last year because last year yeah. was like the year for Keanu. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Keanu. Like dude, the fact that like, and the fact that like Keanu is just like a great person overall, and just to see him in a video game is like, it's like just top tier, right there. Yeah, and I I feel like he's a perfect kind of guy for it too, just because the the movies he's in are very I don't know, action heavy, not a lot of acting, and I feel like having him mm-hmm. in an action game like this really makes sense. Yeah. 
did you watch the whole 25 minute thing or did you I did I did do that I uh, uh, let me uh, after they uh, talked about the trailer a bit they then announced uh, the anime that's coming in 2022. Is that like a prequel or? It's a whole new story. Just like brand new character, uh, brand new main character, and whatnot. So it's uh, it's honestly, it's looking interesting. It won't be out for another two years, but it's going straight to Netflix when it does come out. So that's cool. Um, I'll. That it's it's gonna be something. What are your thoughts on games that release like these twenty five minute gameplays? Because I know like the last of us just did it before it dropped. Do you think it gives away too much, or are you in favor of it? It really depends on the game. Because it really because like with a game like Cyberpunk, I kind of want like the more they show, the better I feel because it's just, the game's so massive that like we're gonna still we won't even. What they'll show is like probably like maybe like the in the first hour or so. Yeah, it's a minuscule amount of the. Internet. Oh my god! Yeah. See, because I know when when they did the last of us twenty five minutes, I didn't watch a single second of it because I was like, I want to go into this game completely blind. blind. And that that's kind of what I've done even with Cyberpunk. I watched the E three and I haven't really watched anything else because I just know I'm gonna buy it anyways. So, Fair enough. So watching uh, more just kind of spoils it for me, but I but that's they a did, point. yeah they did show off a brand new gameplay aspect of the game, um, which is called Brain Dance. Uh, and with with a name like that, uh, you're probably to those who didn't watch it are probably thinking, what the heck is a Brain Dance? Um, it's so 2077 is so wacky that uh, you can. There's like this memory recorder that you can have installed and whatnot, um, and it's how like the adult industry is like thriving in 2077 because you can instead of just watching it, you can live it in a sense, and you feel everything that that person's feeling from that moment in time. Um, and uh, from what they said of the, for this gameplay, they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They there's a thrill out there that people get by watching these things, um, but the person dies while it's recording. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and uh, so they show you like it's you say show you like a robbery gone wrong where the guy two it's two thugs. Thug one goes in, robs the store. Uh, as he's leaving the store, he gets shot in the back of the head. Um, and then it shows like you, you get to live it from their point of view in first person. But then the second part of it is there's an editor mode where you're able to see things that they couldn't see kind of that's still like within their peripherals, peripheral vision and whatnot, like in their surrounding area. And you're able to see like everything that's going on around them Hear audio clips that you couldn't hear when you were in the first person mode for them and just play around and find new mysteries and discover things. What are you most looking forward to in this game then? I feel like there's God. so much that's been answered and not been answered and nothing is really off the table when it comes Honestly, to I'm just I'm looking forward to one oh my god, man, there's the this 
the story is like the story believe it or not isn't what I'm interested in the most it's just like it's this brand new open world game that's gonna have hundreds and hours of things to do and I'm probably gonna dick off like just doing like <laughs> basic mercenary work is just like role playing just being like a mercenary honestly and like kind of doing like like mostly looking for side quests and stuff because yeah. the game this big it'll be like that's what's going to take up most of my time and then yeah, like i'll do main story when i just like i need to progress is that how you played the witcher 3 then i haven't played the witcher 3 oh really yeah i it's on my list of games to play but like right now i'm i my backlog <laughs> is consisted of yakuza 5 to finish that yakuza 6 to finish that um collect every pokemon in sword and shield well in sword because i don't have shield but collect every pokemon in sword and put them into home so then i at least have every pokemon that i in home up to this point that i can have in there and then play smash when min min comes out Jeez, and then i, th- I think that i think that's it right now but i don't know for sure I might be missing something. Uh, no, I think that's about it. Yeah, well, The Witcher is going to take you a long time. Yeah. And that's my one kind of fear for Cyberpunk is... Oh, yeah, it's just going to eat up everyone's time. It's going to be... It'll pull off... I feel like Cyberpunk will pull off an Animal Crossing. Yeah, but my problem with, with The Witcher 3 was it was so big, there were so many things to do that my OCD was just running wild with all the mm. question marks. So I really... Oh, yeah. The game's going to be too big where it's like, tighten it up a bit. I don't need to do, you know, the same quest over and over and over again for each, like, question mark. Or I don't know if that's what Cyberpunk's going to do, but that would be my one fear that it's just too big where I feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again when you really don't need to. Yeah. Getting that overwhelming sense of just... Getting being a perfectionist. Yeah, that's me. Get and get yeah, and getting that sense of I need to do everything. Yeah, is the worst feeling when it comes to like these bigger games. Yeah, and I love RPGs, so like I'm, oh yeah, I can spend like hours and hours and hours, and it's just it it <laughs> it's really annoying yeah. sometimes. Like oh yeah, trust me, I I know the feeling because I I really felt that because um when was it? I want to say earlier in the was it earlier this year or last year? I think it was last year. No, it was this year. Yeah, it was this year because that's when because uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Sharp FE remake, whatever it was, Encore. That's what it is. Uh, which is basically the, um, I guess you could say Persona game for the Switch, but it's not really Persona. It's more of just a Shin Megami Tensei game. Oh, okay. Um, it's for the Switch, and it's a crossover with Fire Emblem characters where they're performas because that's what they're called. Are Fire Emblem characters. So you have Krom uh, with the main character. You have Seda. You have Kane. It's basically they're characters from Awakening and Shadow Dragon, which is the first Fire Emblem. Shadow Dragon is, and Awakening's like, I want to say like four, 13, 13th Fire Emblem now. Wow. Because after Awakening was Fates, and then Echoes. Yeah, yeah, thirteenth. I I think I. What was that? Sakurai did this. Seventeenth, fourteenth. It was the fourteenth Fire Emblem. It's a lot of Fire Emblems. There's a lot of Fire Emblems. Um. Yeah, but uh. 
the game was going good. I was enjoying playing through it. I was it was a, it was actually pretty well done. Um, and then you get to a point where it's like, hey, the, you know all those weapons you've been upgrading and whatnot. Do it again. Because <laughs> guess what? Cool. Uh, you you got you, now you gotta do it and get the plus one on all of them, which is like, oh, that's not too bad. No, but then you gotta level each one up again and get the skills again. That sounds awful. Yeah, that's where I st- that the second that happened, I'm like, I'm stopping because I don't want to do that. <laughs> Has there been any other game that you've just been like you've loved and then? all of a sudden you hated it because it made you do something like that? Or is that like the only time that's happened? That's the game where that's, I believe that's like the first time that, that it's, I'm trying to think, I want to say that's like the first time that it's, I've really felt it. Like, I feel like if it did happen in the past, I more stopped just because I was getting bored with the game anyway. And I didn't yeah. want to do any more gr- useless grinding. Yeah. When it wasn't going to get me anything. Cause I, I, even thinking back, like, and I'm trying to think, because I feel like, like that was like the first Destiny for me. I loved that game for so long. And then after mm-hmm. a while, it was just like, oh, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. So I just kind of started playing it. That was me with Destiny 2. Because Destiny, oh, I guess part of it was Destiny 1. But like then again, uh, I played Destiny 1 right at launch. I beat the campaign, and then I stopped. Then I waited, I, like, I waited a bit. I wasn't playing multiplayer. Wow. Because I, that was that was the thing. Like I, I I played multiplayer a little bit, but like I did not care for the multiplayer. I, I mean, I, when I say multiplayer, I mean like the Crucible. Yeah. And I didn't. I also I didn't have friends to play with at the time. That, that's the big thing with the first Destiny. Like if I didn't have people that I liked playing with, I would have mm-hmm. beat the campaign and dropped it. So I completely understand. Oh yeah. Uh, but then come me meeting my best boy Preston, and and we work together, and it's, he's playing Destiny. I'm like okay, you know what? I'll get back into Destiny. And, like, a few things had changed. I think I played the DLCs. Did the deal? Did the first... Yeah, the first DLCs, I think, came out. What were the first DLCs for Destiny 1? Uh, something um, Wolves? House of, Wol- House of Wolves yeah. was the second. First and one. then Crota's End. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Crota's End and then House of Wolves. That's what they were. Um, I played through those like when they came out for the story missions, and then that was about it. So then, but then when I went back in, it's like, hey, a few new things have been added, and like all these quest, all these quest markers to basically replay the. I think when no, the second time when I jumped in was when Dinklebot got removed and replaced by Nolanbot. <laughs> See, I, I think that was so funny just because. Dinklage. I didn't think he was that bad. I mean, he wasn't great, but I don't. He was. He was all right. I, for he was playing a robot. So what did you expect? Yeah. Him, right. Yeah. It was. Yeah, but yeah, that was around the time. It was like basically around when Taken King came out that I like got back in and like hardcore played Destiny, and then Lethbridge happened, <laughs> and I couldn't play. Uh, what was the last expansion? Oh, I was out long before. House of Iron or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And I played. I basically just did the story on that one because, like, I was home for Christmas. I played it, and I that was really all I could do. And then Lethbridge took over. But then Destiny Two came out, and I played the shit out of that game up until the second DLC. And that's when I'm like, I can't keep doing the same thing every day. Yeah, see, I was so burnt out off Death's Destiny One. I didn't even try Destiny Two. Well, hey, you can try Destiny 2 now for free. Ooh, for free? 
it's the it's the base game and the first two expansions. Okay. And if and if you if you're enjoying it, you can then pay to get. Um, I can't remember. It's like the the next two expansions that were like bigger ones. Because, uh, spoiler alert uh, for those who don't know, uh, remember uh the queen's brother from the first one. From the first one, yeah. 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 Uh, so it turns out he survived uh, the Taken King, uh, where we thought he had died because of an or one of the ship ships blast from Oryx. Turns out he's alive and he kills Kate Six. Ooh, murder! Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, again, people were a little upset, but I think it was just something. I don't even remember if it was just like uh, Bungie's choice or if Nathan Fillion's contract went up or something. I was done or something. I just, I don't really know the exact details. Jackson, I believe talked about it before on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's the first, that's like the one of them. And then it's also getting its new, uh, the, the, like the big next big expansion, like this fall as well. So it's for free. If you want to check it out, you can play destiny two for free now. Is that everywhere? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. Because they're treating it more like um, an MMO. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, now that the Destiny off-topic rant is over, <laughs> back to Cyberpunk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, no, hey. It's, uh, I, I, again, we're, we're keeping it on topic, but, like, when we go off, we go off. Well, I, I, like I said, I like the randomness of the old show, so I'm going to drive oh. everywhere I want. <laughs> All right, get back to it. Yes, yes, the cyber. Um, yes, yeah, cyberpunk. It's. I'm excited. I, I I can't say that enough. I am excited for this game. Are you gonna play it on original console or are you gonna wait for next gen? Honestly, I feel like I probably will wait for next gen. Are Are they gonna do like a free update? Like I, I know uh, Avengers is. But... I know that uh, if you get it for the Xbox One or the PlayStation Four, you get it. F- I you can get it for free for the next con- for you get it for the next gen as well. Okay, that's not yeah because they, they did announce that at the uh, on the night 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 city wire, which is what the shows are called. Yeah, no, that that's a smart way to do it because yeah, you you're gonna make a ton of money if you if you get people to play it on the original consoles right now and. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to immediately trans over to to a uh, next gen. So yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's that's uh, Cyberpunk. That's what I was trying to say. That's Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, we will definitely be getting more news on that down the line, as they did say they are going to have more of those Night City wires, and it comes out November second. Is it really now, November though? Or are they going to delay it? That's what they say. That I, you know what? If whether or not they push it back again is uh, up in the air. I think the that the November second release is set in stone, though. I think that's going to be it. Yeah, they've delayed it like what three times now. So they, they, yeah, they and even when they delayed it this past time, they even said the game is done. Yeah, they're just polishing it now, that's, getting rid of those glitches. That's the right way to do it. We don't need you know. A Bethesda situation where they drop yeah. it and immediately have to do a whole bunch of updates. Yeah. I feel like if anything, there might be a cup, a small handful of glitches that like aren't game breaking, and then they'll have like a week one patch to get those last ones that they couldn't find. Yeah. No, I'm totally I, for that game. Yeah. 
All right. And now we'll jump over to the guest segment topic, uh, which Cole, why don't you intro us into what we're talking about? The Last of Us Part 2, my game yes. of the year so far. It's, I've heard I've heard mixed things about this game, yeah. but it wasn't until I watched Donkey's review that I, I, I genuinely like, was like, okay. Like, when Donkey does, like, a serious review, I was, like, kind of really shocked with it. Like, it honestly. Donkey. Video game Donkey. Yeah, but what, did he give it a positive oh. review? Yeah, like, uh, he only does it out of five, like, four out of five. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like I don't, I don't feel, I don't know why this game has been so divisive, but I, I feel th- like a big part of it was the story leaks when yeah. those happened. How, how spoilery can I get in this? Do you want me to spoil? All right. Uh, so here's what we're going to do, folks. Uh, the game has been out a week, but a lot of things have been revealed right now. Um, even Donkey talked about the spoilers. So, this is your spoiler warning. If you do not want to hear any more details about The Last of Us 2, uh, you can skip ahead um, to near the end of the podcast. Uh, otherwise, that, that's your that's your spoiler warning. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, that anal scene, though. <laughs> that's where we're going to start? I thought we were going to start completely different start <laughs> no you see the funny thing is that's the only thing i knew about the game because last week on the uh, last week's episode uh my brother discovered that meme and was and just uh went to town uh if you want if you don't know what i'm talking about please listen to last week's episode of the podcast and you'll know exactly what ha- what went down with that yeah um I, I don't know what's more I can comment on that. I, I was expecting like the death of Joel to be the first part, but I guess yeah. But let's let's start there. The death of Joel that was that's I feel like something. That's why this game has been so yeah because people did not want to see Joel die and him because he because yeah him dying right off the bat just completely changes the whole narrative of the game. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. In this, I feel like in The Last of Us, nobody is safe from death at any point. So for me, like Joel's one of my favorite characters of all time, and seeing him die, like I, I literally had to shut my console down after that. I couldn't play anymore. Like it devastated me, but it made sense. So I, I don't understand why people are so against that. But I, I, again, I feel like it's like because he's so beloved and he is a lot of people's favorite character from this franchise. Yeah. That it's just like seeing him die, and especially like right at the beginning of the game, compared to let's say the end of the game. Yeah, which is something I thought was gonna. Ha- I thought he was gonna die in this game, but I didn't expect it to happen in the first two and a half, three hours. Yeah, but what that does though is set up Ellie's story, a, a story for revenge, perfectly though. Yeah, and even like during that E3 trailer, like Joel is in Seattle in at the very end of the reveal or whatever, and he's obviously not not in there in the re- in the real game. So I think that threw people off a lot, and people yeah. expected Joel to be there during the Seattle days that Ellie's there. But I I think they did it really smart in in killing Joel off, just because it really makes Ellie lose herself for the entire game and without Joel dying 
it wouldn't have made sense for her to go to Seattle and travel that far because no one in her life was even remotely close to to LA as Joel was. So mm-hmm. for her to go to Seattle because someone else died wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. And then there's the second part of the game with Abby. Yeah. The one who killed Joel. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's another reason why people don't like this game is because you watch Joel die by Abby's hand and then all of a sudden you have to care about her and see her through to her three days in Seattle. So, Yeah. So what were your honest... Let's talk about Ellie's side first. Sure. And what your thoughts about this are. Um, well, I, again, the revenge thing, I know people weren't super happy with it being revenge story. I've seen that's kind of been a criticism, but I feel like it, it totally made sense to her character. Like in the first game, that's, that's all she cares about by the end is Joel and seeing him die in front of her. Like what else would you expect her to do other than go to Seattle and try and find the people who killed him? And I think each day is remarkable. Like there's not one part that I don't want to play again. I'm replaying the game right now again. And I am, I, once we're done this, I'm literally going to start playing again. So I, I, think, I think the game is just fantastic. Um, I do want to touch on one, the one flashback with, with the museum. I don't know if you've heard about that yet. I have not. So, it's like the game will do it's it'll be a day in real time in Seattle and then it'll do a flashback and then real time flashback. And that's on both sides. Okay. And on one of Ellie's flashbacks, it's Joel and, and Ellie going through a museum and it's, it's my favorite last of us moment of all time. Like it's, I literally was crying like a baby the other day playing this and I don't cry very easily, but man, it hits so hard knowing that those two loved each other so much, maybe not so much by the end, but just playing through that and just seeing them happy is just so emotional for me. But yeah, it's, it's people need to play this game before they rush to judge it. That's a, that's a very good. Yeah, that's, I can agree with that. Don't just jump on an internet bandwagon, actually play the game. And now granted, I can see why, Hopping on the internet bandwagon may want somebody to not purchase the game. But uh, definitely purchase the game to actually play the game yourself and yeah. make your own statements. Especially with a narrative-heavy story like The Last of Us. Like, yeah. I feel like people give it shit just because they don't like the story, but everything else is so good that I I don't know how anyone could rate it you know, below a 7, really. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about Abby, I guess? Yes, let's jump into Abby. So Abby, that's, again... I... But one sec, Cole, your mic's a bit uh, screwy. Okay, let me know, is that better? No. Not better. There it is. Okay, I have, this Mac is just not liking me tonight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just stop me at any point if it starts going haywire again. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, so Abby, like it's it's pretty obvious what Naughty Dog's doing, and Neil Druckmann and Hallie Gross with the writers. After after you see her kill Joel, you don't really she's not really in the story. Like Ellie's looking for her, but you don't see her until day three Seattle with Ellie, and then it jumps back in time 
to be with Abby for her three days during the same period of time. And it's obvious that they're trying to put you in her shoes to sympathize with her and understand why she did what she did and like her by the end of her three days. But I understand why people didn't like that because, again, Joel is this character that you've lived with for seven years and then you're automatically thrown into the killer's shoes and you're supposed to like her and supposed to sympathize and feel with her. But I, I can understand why people don't like it, but I think by the end of her three days, it's I didn't love her, but I didn't hate her as much as I did when she killed Joel, if that makes any sense. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why did she kill Joel? So, do you, you've played the original, that's right? I have not, okay. I have not, I have not played the original or the second game, and I probably, honestly, I probably won't for a while still. Yeah, that, that's fair, I mean, you're getting spoiled the shit now, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, you see, I don't care much about spoilers, so that's my thing. No, that's fair, but in the original game, you, when you bust into the Firefly uh, operating room, you kill a doctor and that doctor is Abby's dad. Uh. So she's on, like, Ellie's story of revenge is almost identical to Abby's story of revenge. They're just, Abby's further ahead than Ellie is. So Abby kills Joel, and then you get to see how she lives the rest of her three days in Seattle uh, after doing that, and you can tell, like, killing Joel didn't really do anything for her. Like, it's a weight off her shoulders, I guess, but her life isn't any better because she, cause he's dead. So Ellie's story is like that whole saga, her three days of trying to catch Abby and kill her. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's such a great narrative that I, I don't understand how people, I obviously art is subjective and not everyone's going to love it, but it's, it's so, it's so good. I, I don't know how else to really explain it, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the gameplay. Um, how much? How similar is it to the first one? How different is it? Uh, what do they keep? What do they change with the mechanics? It's very similar to the first one. I feel like it's a little bit tighter. I feel like it's there's a lot more areas to to hide, and you can sneak by people. Where in the first one. If you were up against, you know, enemies that were humans and they weren't, you know, clickers or infected, you basically had to kill everyone. Where in this one, like, you can escape from any situation, whether it be, you know, infected or human enemies, and you can get by them without killing anyone. And there's, you know, the same craftables that you had in the first one. You have uh, Molotovs and uh, bombs and all those kind of things, but relatively speaking, you have all the same uh, equipment that you had in the first game and then you can, but you can add stuff. So like you, in this game, you can have uh, silencers for your pistol that, that lasts for whatever, four shots. And then you have to recraft it. But as far as, you know, a big departure from the first one, if you played the first one and you go into the second one, it's really not that big of a jump. I think it's tighter. It feels better and it definitely looks better but yeah even from like uncharted 4 i feel like it's very very similar okay and i do have one more question about the game yep. i know that the first one had a very a decent multiplayer experience experience yeah is there one for the sequel 
there's nothing so far. I know they said they were thinking about working on it or they were going to get to it eventually, but they haven't, which which kind of sucks because I did actually... Re- I'm not a big multiplayer guy, but I love The Last of Us multiplayer. So I, I'd like them to maybe go back and do that, but if not, I'm not going to complain because, again, not when I think of Naughty Dog, I think of single-player uh, yeah. heavy stuff, so... If they're yeah. not going to go back and do that and just go focus on their next game, whether that be you know part three or something completely different, I, I think, I, I think we might see one story DLC for The Last of Us Part Two. It's because they had yeah. they had one for Part One, didn't they? Yeah, Left Behind. But I know it just came out and said nothing is planned so far. But who knows that? Oh, yeah, that doesn't mean much. Yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, is there any oh sorry go for it i was gonna say if they do do a dlc i think they have a perfect opportunity because at the end of the game abby and her i I guess her little partner it's very similar to joel and ellie in the first game her partner is uh part of the seraphites in this game so abby and lev they're looking for the fireflies at the end of the game and they don't make it but the last screen uh, the the title screen changes at the end of the game, and it shows them in Catalina Island, which is where the fireflies are. So it it's making it seem that they made it to the Catalina Island where the fireflies are. So I think there's an opportunity there for DLC to do that story, leaving from where they left off at the end of the game, getting to the fireflies because that's never shown. So so Ellie doesn't uh, Ellie is unable to kill Abby at the end of the game. At the end of the game, she could kill her. They have a big fight, and throughout the game, there's Ellie. When you're playing as Ellie, she'll get flashbacks of Joel. And throughout the game, the, every flashback that you see uh, is Joel lying dead there. And then at the end of the game, with the final fight between Ellie and Abby, she's drowning Abby and like killing her. But then she gets a flashback of Joel just sitting on the porch, living his life. And she get let lets her go. Says, you know what? This isn't worth it. See you later. So, yeah, I think that was the correct way to go too. Because even if it's a story of revenge, but really by the end of it, neither side wants to kill each other that much. So, I th- I think if they do go with like a part three, we might see Abby and Lev again, and we might see what happens to Ellie because her story is still wide open at the end of that one. Yeah. All right. Any la- are there any last thoughts you want to give The Last of Us 2 before we move on to the the grab bag of the podcast? Uh, yeah, I think, again, just, just play this game. There's Even if you don't totally love the story, there's tons of stuff to love in this game. It's the most beautiful game I've ever seen. It's The soundtrack is fantastic, much like the first one. Same composer, same everything, same writers, so... I think if you like the first one, you're not necessarily going to love the second one, but there's still plenty of stuff to love. And I think when it comes to games, people focus too much on one thing. If you hate the gameplay, then the game sucks. Hate story, then the game sucks. But there's a lot of things working on this game, and a lot of it is really, really good. And like I said, it's my game of the year so far this year. All right. I I do have one more question. Go for it. Uh, Does the giraffe make an appearance? There are giraffes, but they are there aren't I'm happy there aren't actual drafts if that makes sense like drafts are there's drafts all out through the first game you know whether it be paintings or stuffed animals or whatever so 
or that oh, or that yeah. real one in the last like there I believe, I believe there's like a real giraffe at the end of the first one uh not at the very end but yeah in like the last section of the game you do yeah. get up and get to pet a giraffe so nothing of that but there are <sighs> the giraffe imagery is is very prevalent as it was in the first game zero out of ten can't pet the giraffe Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, that's The Last of Us 2. Uh, like Cole said, go play it and make your own opinions on the game. Because I think that's the way to go with this. And that's um, any game, really. Yeah. And that's, yeah, honestly, that is any game, really. Uh, and with that, we're going to jump right in to the grab bag where we talk about a few smaller things. And yeah, uh, we're just going to start with Draw of the Deck, where we talk about the updates into TCG World. Uh, first off, Pokemon. The Pokemon TCG is releasing Battle Academy, which will teach the game with three new base sets. And it's going to be a Target exclusive buy until the end of July. Uh, as for the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG, there's nothing new, because what Konami... It's Konami. <laughs> and Magic the Gathering, uh, the core set for 2021 is out now. It just dropped. Uh, as day we're recording this, it dropped yesterday. As of today, being Sunday, it dropped on Friday. So that's, uh, if you like Magic, the new core set is out and uh, it's got some pretty cool cards. The coolest. They're the coolest. Okay. And now we're gonna now we're gonna jump into retro rewind, retro reminder. That's what it's called now. Uh, and Cole, we've talked so much Last of Us two. Let's talk a little bit more about Last of Us. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So the Last of Us and again, that game is what seven years old now? Seven, seven or eight? Yeah, I think seven I, or eight I, years old. Twenty twelve, I think, was PS three, and then twenty thirteen was PS four. Yeah, and it's uh. I'm surprised a game like that has held its own for that long. Yeah, I went back and replayed it before part two, um, maybe like a week before it dropped, and I beat it, and then I was like, oh, well, I have a couple more days before part two drops. I'll play it again. So I played it twice in a row, and it's still my favorite game of all time. Like, It's not even close. Like, the character development, the two main characters and Joel and Ellie are my probably, you know, easily two of my favorite characters of all time, whether it be games, movies, music, or not music, books, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the game is is unbelievable and it's one of those games that if, if people say like, oh, I don't really play video games or I don't really like video games, that's one I say just play it because the story is so good that I would hold it up to any TV series or movie or book because there aren't any two characters that I think are that great at what the game really really shows at a father-daughter relationship, even though they're not father-daughter. They're not father-daughter. Because, spoiler alert, his daughter gets shot at the beginning of the game. Yeah, also devastating moment. Yeah, I know. The game starts with that. Yeah. And then that's, part two start uh, Joel dying. So I mean, that's like, what do you expect? The Last of Us. Paral- it's parallels, parallels, yeah. man. It's not a nice world to live in. It's not. It's really not. Uh, is you know what's even sadder is when you see 
uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North play the game, and it's Nolan North's first time playing the game, and he <laughs> sees that and like, yeah, oh, it, it, I, that I, like, God, yeah. you, it, it, retro retro rewind. That's that show that they the two, Troy Baker and Nolan North have. Go watch it. Go watch them play The Last of Us because honestly, that's a great way to another great way to experience the game. Yeah, if you're not going to play it, I think watching two people who are in the game and then they, they even have like Ashley Johnson in there who plays Ellie. Yeah. Was was Nolan North in the first Last of Us? Yeah, he's David. He's one of the he's like the main bad guy during the winter segment. Oh. Okay. Which is Okay, I did not know that. I knew that Troy Baker was Joel. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah, no Nolan North was uh David and then he played another couple just random henchmen during that segment, but yeah. If you didn't okay. know it with him, he, his voice and that is so weird and creepy that you wouldn't even realize it was. I Nolan mean, North. yeah, like, uh, but again, that's Nolan North for you. Like, yeah. he's done. He's the voice of Nathan Drake and Deadpool, <laughs> and many other characters. He's in the new and Avengers, many other right? characters. Yeah, God, he's so many. Uh, that's retro reminder. Uh, On to the ga- the achievement of the week is in Hunting Simulator two two. It's too cool for school. Uh, which where you have to spend one hour in the shooting range. That sounds not fun at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, depends on how many guns you get. Even that, an hour, like I don't know, an hour just shooting at targets <laughs> doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. But hey, if people are <laughs> hunting games still at this point, they must like just shooting guns virtually. Yeah, and the game of the week is Marvel's Iron Man VR. So if you yeah, if you're one of those lucky few who has the PlayStation VR, good for you. Go play the game. Do you have PSVR or any VR yet, Tony? Not yet. I want one. I want to get one. Which one? And I could probably uh, the P- honestly the PlayStation VR because I don't have a good enough PC to get like the Vive or no. Oculus. And like the Vive that uses just your phone, I mean the HTC whatever it is that uses yeah. just your phone is like yeah. really good VR still is like twice the price of the VR sets. So wow. I'm good still. Yeah, because it's all wire, it's all cordless. Yeah, and they it can perform like just as good. So of course yeah. they mark that one up a bit more. VR is cool, but I think it's one of those things where. Once the price drops, people are will buy it. But at this point, it's not not something. At this point, need. yeah, at, yeah. At this point, the best place to play VR is at uh, a VR arcade. Yeah, I agree. Um, and thank you for listening to the podcast, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining me, Cole. Yeah, thanks for having me. Even though it was last minute, but hey. Oh, have, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? Uh, pretty much anywhere. I'm on all of Facebook. Don't add me there, though. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and then Hockey Moms, if you want to listen to some mediocre Alberta punk rock, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those fun spots. I will put a link uh, for the Hockey Moms and Cole down in the description of the podcast so you can go give them a follow. And as always, you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter and at Radio underscore Guy underscore Tony on Instagram. And be sure to follow Tony's Game Lounge on Facebook as that's where all the updates are uh, for now until like Facebook dies and then I'll move to Instagram eventually because that's probably what's going to happen soon. 
Maybe when season two starts, but that's down the line. Thank you again for joining me, Cole. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Anytime, man. Now, let me go so I can go play Last of Us Part 2. Yes, go play Last of Us Part 2. And thank you, everyone else, for tuning in this week. Have a great week, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes. 